whole objective as, as you know, what they were trying to do with the business. So I think uh, if you can run lean at the beginning and, and self-fund, I think that's the best way to do it I mean, personally, unless it's something that, you know, you're building software and it's half a million dollars or something you have to come up with to invest in. But, um, you know, for me, that's, that's just always been something I've really taken a lot of pride in is just having, having been able to run this with uh, very low overhead. And I've, I've stuck to remotely operating the business for that low overhead as well. So it's, we've been able to, to, to make it work, but um, that's like the biggest thing I think I would think of after just speaking with other business owners this year. listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we're back in business with another episode of the Rich Ad, Poor Ad podcast. We got your hosts, Dylan Carpenter and Zach Johnson in the house. Zach, what's good, my man? Yeah, I'm excited to get into some creative today. Uh, this will be a breath of fresh air, you know, I'm not talking it's to good. another media buyer or another uh, <laughs> e-commerce company spending millions a month. Um, this will be good, man. I'm, I'm excited to dive into the creative aspect of, of uh, ads. Oh, especially, I mean, this guest has over 250 full-time workers across 30 countries and runs the entire operation from home. So, I mean, this guy's killing it. And when it comes to creative, I use it for a couple of my accounts. So, I mean, I know we're going to get into some good nitty-gritty stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> F Minute back. What's good, man? What's going on, guys? No limit creatives is what's going on, man. I was shocked when you told me that you guys have your... your, your producing over 8,000 creatives a month. Like what? Yeah, it's a crazy number. I mean, it's uh, with all the requests we get, a lot of them are like uh, different size variations for different platforms, um, different creatives and text variants for split testing. So we, we pump out of just an insane uh, volume of requests. It's really crazy. That's awesome, man. And how, and how many designers uh, do you guys have on staff there? We have over two two twenty. We have over two hundred fifty people full time, um, but the designer side is over two twenty. So I don't know the exact number, but it's it's crazy. It's it's been a you know just a couple of years. We kind of we, last year uh, we had well twenty nineteen we had a hundred people, just over a hundred people. So in that year, wow. um, you know we we brought on one hundred fifty new people, and. Uh, we wanted to try to get ahead of all these requests. You know, we're getting so many uh, requests for different variations of ads and things like that. So we really just upped our game last year in 2020 and really did the hiring process yeah. pretty hardcore um, to get ourselves ahead. So we're in a good position now to just keep scaling as other companies scale with us. Now, what percentage of maybe your client base or just the overall requests like how much of that really is ad creative specifically? Oh my gosh, it's ton. I, I think that's the number one um, there you go. design that we get is is ad requests. So I mean, I 
it's it would be probably 70 percent easily of our requests are ads hey there you um, go man <laughs> yeah so you know it's it's uh image ads video ads you know animated gifts all, all kinds of different things but it's it's almost all ads it's nuts there you go. You're the first guest on the show that is producing over 5,000 ads every single month. So you, <laughs> yeah. uh, this better be a good episode, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about it, man. What What's working? Break down, uh, break down the, the rich ad. Hopefully there's a closed loop and you're, you're getting some level of feedback uh, from your guys' creatives of, uh, of what's working or maybe even some trends. But break it down for us. We all know video is is doing really well. I mean, that still proves uh, time and time again that it's it's really the the number one thing to focus on for creatives. But um, you know, we're we're seeing every year. I feel like the attention span of people is just shorter and shorter. So we're we're always producing shorter and shorter videos. Um, we're really hitting a lot of like uh, five to seven second videos, animated gifts, things like that that are just really fast paced. Um, we're also seeing a lot of requests come in where the video is split down the middle horizontally. And there's like a video on top a video on bottom. And in the middle is, um, text and it could be like captions or just as a static text. that's like kind of a strong call to action or something like that. But some weird funky stuff that I wouldn't normally think would be popular is very popular now. And you guys know UGC content is just killing it right now. I mean, if if you can get your hands on real people reviewing products and things like that for your video ads, it, it's just really, really working well. So um, we always try to push creatives that look more uh, native and kind of user generated basically than, than trying to do the polished stuff. But um, because we're not an ad agency, people don't always tend to trust our, our judgment or our suggestions because we're just designers to them. But, you know, we, we know what we've seen come in from agencies and, and e-commerce brands and um, that UGC content stuff is just doing really well. And how have you been able to kind of adjust the UGC content to the shorter video side of things? I'm, you know, I'm definitely noticing things under six seconds working good, but those UGC videos could be, you know, 20 second, 30 second little product demo. So I'm kind of curious how y'all, adapt and execute on those bad boys yeah that's pretty difficult because you're right i mean most of them are, are easily 30 second videos that we get from customer customers so um a lot of times we will actually mute the uh the voice the voiceover work or the, or the audio completely mm. and then just chop up a bunch of these videos and have big uh text call outs and things coming in and out like that so that you know, we're still kind of getting the point across as quickly as we can, but it's not wasting 30 seconds of your time to listen to what we can show in just a few seconds um, with text call out. So that's the kind of stuff that we we do a lot of these days. And even um, uh, just doing like reviews of, of a bunch of videos scrolling by and everybody showing their themselves with the product and we're showing five stars or quick little review pop-ups, things like that. So um, the, the longer videos do work, but you know, like, like you said, I mean, you're, you're seeing stuff working at five or six seconds and you really have to get creative on how you're actually able to show all that in such a short amount of time. 
Do y'all add a lot of overlay text to it? I know that's kind of popping up a couple times, so I'm kind of curious on your overlay text and even the subtitle side of things and how it actually impacts the creatives versus just, hey, here's some raw footage, here's some raw audio, let's see what happens. We, I, I would say probably 90% of the time we add some kind of text overlays. Um, and it's not really <clears throat> because we want people to um, not listen to audio, but it's just that we, we really want to flash on the screen the most important features or benefits, selling points, um, and, and get them to quickly see what we're going for in the ads and then the call to action. So we, we almost always do that. We always do uh, captions if it's a longer video, just, you know, we transcribe the audio and put it up on captions because we've seen time and time again, people just don't listen to audio all the time. Uh, when they're playing videos, I don't myself, especially if I'm in, if you're in a doctor's office or something, you don't want the video you're watching to start blasting. Um, so we, we almost always put those, those uh, transcriptions or captions in the videos so people can just uh, read along with it. So here's what I, I want to know is what, how, how can somebody ensure their success with a no limit creatives? Like how can, how can somebody like, can they send you, um, you know, a, like the worst request you guys probably get is like, can you make me an ad? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. like open-ended question. Yes. But like, can you describe, you know, cause there's just so many mixed reviews out there, right. Of just these, you know, uh, unlimited creative services, but it, you get what you put into it, right. Uh, or you get, you get what out, what you put into it. And I think like just a little bit of four one one on how can somebody give you the absolute best like request at no limit creatives to ensure that they're getting the best, um, ad creatives. Can they send you like a swipe file? Can they send you like their best competitors ads? Can they send you, you know, their, their, their current performance, what would, what about all, all of the above? And I think Dylan's probably seen this, but we do have a uh, standardized brief in our system. And, and it, it basically, it, it works across all fronts, not just ad creatives, but it, it basically, um, it asks for things like, you know, what are you, what is the ad promoting or what is a product or service? Who's the target audience? Um, is there any specific text that you want to show? Uh, what's the web address so we can look at the branding and is there any branding we need to follow? Things like that are, are stuff that we need to know at a bare minimum. But, um, you know, as far as the creative direction goes, we just kind of run with it and, and do what we think is going to work best um, for that particular product or service. But briefing is everything. And I think um, a lot of people fall short there because they just don't know how to brief. They don't know, they know they need an ad, but they don't know what to ask for uh, specifically. So that is a bottleneck that we see all the time, not just with uh, e-com brands in general, but even agencies, people that are doing this for a living, um, they really lack the understanding of, of how to properly brief a design team. So um, sharing examples is huge for us. If we can see examples of what people are kind of looking to have created, um, showing us competitor ads. We have design libraries that you can reference uh, for inspiration and things like that. So even swipe files, I mean, like I said, all of the above, anything that can show us uh, visually what you're after is gonna just make the results so much better. It, it really, it's hard to remotely work with designers uh, in general and then to 
convey your vision to them in written format is really difficult. So um, if you can show visuals, it just goes so much further. We even have people doing like Loom uh, screen recordings, kind of talking while they're showing things on the screen. And that's been really helpful for us too. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your client's ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. Yeah. That is okay. Great. So... Yeah. What should somebody not do, Jeff? What is what is the formula for a poor ad? Um, exactly how you said before. <laughs> we want an ad, and that's all you say. I mean, if you don't know, um, you know, from from a marketing perspective, what your goal is with the ads. I mean, if you're you're just clueless on the ad front, um, and you expect you know a designer or even freelancer in-house person and just come up with an ad it, it's not going to be a good good result i mean we we find the most success working with people that have um, creative strategists or directors on staff because they're the type of people that they understand marketing and they also understand design so they can really help um kind of give you the visual on exactly what they're looking for but you know if you come to us or or any designer and just say we need ads for this website we're not we're not marketers ourselves. We're just designers, and our our focus is just to pump out as many variations of creatives for you every month as we can, so that you can split test the heck out of everything. Um, but you know, we 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 would always need to know some kind of bare minimum briefing or or instructions. Otherwise, you're just going to get a lot of things that we're thinking you want to see, but that's not what you had in mind, and. You know, ten rounds of revisions later, we're we're still not getting to the uh, to the end of the finish line there. So mm-hmm. I would say you you just don't want to go into this not having any idea what you're looking for or wanting. That almost makes <laughs> me want to hear a nightmare story you've had to deal with on the creative side. Has there ever been a specific? Yeah, most revisions, most revisions. That's what I want. Oh my gosh, I, we should keep a log of that. It would be really interesting to see. I know, uh, you know, as a freelancer, before I started NLC, um, I, I started kind of building my reputation on Upwork. And that's where I started landing jobs and kind of getting a more steady income, things like that. But there was a lot of times where um, people would would come to me and say, I, I need ads for this, this landing page. And it would be like, literally a Shopify template with nothing on it, but one picture of a product and 
no assets and, and uh, you know, no text about the product. They don't know who their target market is. I mean, it, I've, I've had several scenarios where that has happened and um, it's always been a nightmare because I'm not a miracle worker and, and I can design what they're looking for, but um, they, they just, if, if you don't have assets or anything to work with, it's really difficult. So we run into a lot of, um, we work with a lot of drop shippers now and everybody has the same products, the same photos <laughs> from, you know, Ally Express or whatever. And, and, uh, it, oh, that's it's, funny. it's like, uh, what, you know, we can only do so many things with these same, these same assets and everybody's kind of getting the same stuff, but. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second. What do you think if you were to guess, like, what do you think the, the, the typical profile is of your customer? Is it like this kind of solo advertiser drop shipper spending like a couple grand a month figuring things out or are they pretty established businesses? Like who, who are, who are the people? People using no limit. Um, it's it's all over the place. I mean, I, I think the two biggest areas of our business are e-commerce and marketing agencies. Those are the like they they take almost one hundred percent of our uh, industries. So the rest are kind of like startups, um, brick and mortar, service based companies, things like that. But um, you know, we have some really big brands that we work with, and like uh, Karen Eek and Bite a Cup and Pluto TV. I mean. Pluto TV was a bigger one because they were bought out by Viacom um, a couple years back or a few years mm-hmm. back, and that was a big customer of ours. But um, we also work with with tons of people that are just startups, you know, single member LLCs. Um, I would say the majority of our client base, though, is is smaller budget people, smaller startups, um, smaller operations. So you know, with our price point, it makes perfect sense for for people like that just getting into the game. And that's what got me in it. I mean, I have it for, I think, three accounts on that kind of the starter package. And I mean, it's been smooth. The briefs are super nice. Send them screenshots. Hey, these ads are working. Usually get them in 24, 36 hours. So, I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed it. It's been a walk in the park for me. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. We're, we're working on a custom portal as well, like a customer-facing portal that we've been working on for quite a while. We had a bad experience last year with the development team, but we're we're on track this year to get that out there and hopefully that'll streamline the briefing process more and just make things a lot more efficient for customers and internal use. So our whole goal is just to make this an amazing experience for everybody, no matter what industry you're from. Shoot. I would end up even having some sort of pop-up or something. Hey, you know, how was your last request? Do you have any performance updates? That way you can kind of, you know, have a little archive of, you know, every performance per account. It could be kind of cool to get some more, you know, metrics that way, but then at least have, you know, a little portal for someone to say, oh, hey, I did do this ad last year and I did pretty good. Maybe let's bring it back in rotation. We have that in the new portal. So every oh, time yeah. you complete a job, you'll get a pop-up that says, how do we do? And it'll have a uh, rating system and you can actually write notes on the project. And really it's, it's uh, I mean, it's beneficial for customers, but internally we can see if there's like a constant problem with somebody or, you know, the process isn't working. There's a weak link somewhere. So we are um, doing that kind of stuff too, but it's, it's super important to know what's working and what's not from a customer. You know, we, we don't get to see the, uh, the ad results and the numbers from customers. So we don't always know what's working for them unless they tell us. Um, So we do run into that a lot of times where people keep wanting us to make ads, but they're not telling us if, if, if something's working or not. So we're just doing what 
we think they're happy with or what's going well, and it may not be. Um, so you really have to have that open line of communication with your designers, no matter who, what designers you use. I mean, it can be anybody, but they need to know what's working so they can keep making variations of that and seeing what they can improve upon. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the parts of the show is where we're really educating advertisers on, um, financial principles for, you know, scaling their ad spend and, and bridging the world of advertising and finance. What are some of the financial principles you run no limit creatives, um, uh, by and what, um, you know, what, what are some piece of advice that you would give to uh, the folks listening? You know, I, I've this year, I, as I mentioned, uh, you know, earlier before the cause is we're really focused on partnership building this year. And I was amazed at how many companies have VCs that that uh, are not, you know, cash funded or anything like that, which makes sense. I mean, depending on what you're, um, you know, if you're a SaaS company or something, you're going to need a lot of money to, to build something like that. But we we were 100% cash funded. I mean, I just started this and, and ran it really lean to just get by on the bare the bare uh, essentials and stuff. But I, I personally would never have a VC. I mean, that's that's one thing that I think I would say for me as my piece of advice, just because I've seen them take take your vision and just throw it out the door and tell you exactly what they want to see, and it's really. And at some point you just kind of fall off the rails and you're not really going in the direction you had hoped initially. Um, not having investors or anybody helping with funding has really kept me focused on exactly what I want to do with this business. And, you know, I've never had anybody steer me off course or anything like that, or tell me what I should or shouldn't do. And that's, that's something I've, I've talked to people so many times that really struggle with that um, because they just kind of lose that fire and motivation and they're in their, whole objective as, as you know, what they were trying to do with the business. So I think uh, if you can run lean as beginning and, and self fund, I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, personally, unless it's something that, you know, you're building software and it's half a million dollars or something you have to come up with to invest in. But, um, you know, for me, that's, that's just always been something I've really taken a lot of pride in is just having, having been able to run this with uh, very low overhead and I've, I've stuck to remotely operating the business for that low overhead as well. So it's, we've been able to, to, to make it work, but um, that's like the biggest thing I think I would think of after just speaking with other business owners this year. <laughs> we got to get these other businesses owners on <laughs> talking about their, their nightmare stories. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. And what advice would you have, you know, for folks just on investing in, to creative right like do you have some thoughts on like hey um you know here's if you're spending xyz in ads like here's how much you should be spending in creative or here's like when here's like when you graduate from a no limit creatives to like when you should throw down for a twenty thousand dollar creative package right how do you think about investing in like real long-term assets versus kind of short-term iterative um production I think uh, we personally don't know when that point is in somebody's business, but I, I think, you know, uh, for the companies we deal with specifically in e-commerce, for example, I think they just, they all hit a point where these, um, these smaller ads just aren't cutting anymore and their competitions running high-end productions and they're running 
stuff they're shooting in their basement. Um, so we work with all, all of the above. I mean, those small companies, people that shoot at home, people that get full production work done. Um, but I think, you know, really just look at where you're at in your business. If you can afford to get into those uh, more expensive productions, it's definitely worth it. Cause we, we just, at the end of last year, paid a lot of money um, with bacon and eggs. Who you guys know is a production company out in LA and had them make a couple of really amazing production uh, productions for us. They were just way, way, way above what we run as our, as in our own company for our own ads. So um, we've seen some really awesome results there too, but um, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I think everybody's just kind of different and in, in where they're mm-hmm. out of the journey in business. Um, but these, these smaller ads and just running tons of variations works really well. And it always has, but I think if you can afford to get into some more custom stuff, um, you'll definitely see the return. That's awesome. The man. funny part about this all is, is the amount of, you know, poor ads and rich ads we've had on from, I know Truff Hoss sauce was a good example of them spending a good amount on a professional commercial, maybe 10 to 15 K for this video versus another video, which was, they went to a little, you know, hot sauce fair, just had videos of people trying the hot sauce and that outperformed us substantially and it was a free video. So it's kind of cool sometimes that he can kind of put those together and see what works best to where that professional video could have been better on YouTube, but you're never going to know really. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I've seen their ads a bunch too, all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the, the whole native looking ads just are really working well. I feel, I feel like people resonate with those better. They feel like a real person like them has made this and it's not, um, you know, expensive corporate production. So I think it really just depends, um, the type of business. I mean, if you're, if you're really established, you have a huge following, you know, I think those high end productions work really well, but, um, you're hitting cold audiences with those. I mean, it's it's really hard to get people to just sign up right away from things like that. So I feel like for me as a business owner, I, I like to focus on those smaller uh, smaller productions or smaller motion graphics based videos and just pump out tons of them. And then uh, you know, as I get a warmed up audience, I start hitting them with with higher end production. Poof. I love this. <laughs> well, Jeff, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Tell us uh, how we can support you and how people can get in touch. Yeah, thank you guys too. I appreciate it. So nolimitcreatives.com is our website. Check us out. We're a subscription-based design service, but we do have uh, one-off options as well. So if you're not in the uh, in the realm of subscription-based services right now, you can still get single orders for graphics or videos we have amazon packages now too so uh check us out there and and see how we can help i use them i love them sign up y'all <laughs> appreciate it man see well, you thanks too. for coming on man <laughs> all right guys thank you so much take care so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoored.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ed book to learn more about the book go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.